What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we're talking about strength training during the season, and we're going to talk about some of the misconceptions, mistakes, and the benefits you have by training in the middle of your season. So be sure to like, follow, comment, and subscribe, and here we go. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Annie, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today, bro? I'm chilling, bro. Chilling. Just watching an amazing game. Liverpool yep. against Men's City. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't watch for obviously we didn't get the W, but I couldn't ask for a better game than this. People yeah. showed up. You know, Liverpool was playing like crap in the in the in the in the first half, but I don't know what club went in. They went in there, club scream at them <laughs> during the halftime, and they came back completely transformed. It's amazing. Like the it's it's fascinating to see mindset, right? You know, players yeah. have capabilities, they're world class, but mindset sometimes can limit how much you can tap into those godly abilities that those players have. You just just one goal, and then you see a whole change in the in, in the whole team. Which is yeah. fascinating to me. No, it's it's crazy. Uh, speaking of God-given ability, Mo Salah, <laughs> what's he got in those boots, man? What's he got in those boots, man? It's crazy. It is crazy. His footwork's incredible. Crazy footwork took. And I love how he, he picked the last defender apart. Like he went yeah. in because you think he's going to shoot with his right foot to a, to a curler, and he went back to his right foot and just to a cannon. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. No, oh, and uh, it's funny. He finally he finally passed to Sadio Mane today too. That was uh, that was nice to see. <laughs> I think that was the uh, the main theme of uh, I think two years ago when Mo Salah was in passing. Uh, the, now I, I think that was the season after Mo Salah was the uh, the most the most uh, goal scorer. Uh, the, he had the most goal in in the season, and then the next year he's trying to actually do the same thing and he wasn't passing the ball to Sonny and Sonny was furious. <laughs> oh man. No, that, that was a good match though. Yeah, but um good match. I, I think How it just doing? goes to show that like, you know, what what minute did Salah score? It was it was what, seventy something in the seventies, um, I, I believe. I think I think it was like ten minutes after the, the second half started. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was gonna make a point, but that don't make no sense no more. So, <laughs> How you I doing? was gonna say I was gonna say that uh if the fact that he scored that, you know, like to pull off that skill under that fatigue means he really wasn't that fatigued. So, yeah, you know? I mean, look, I think those players are really conditioned. You know, I don't expect Salah to be really fatigued at the seventh minute. But then again, when you think about it, they were playing defense like the first half. That can get you tired. True, unless you're not playing defense. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> that's a good point, that is yeah. true. How about you, man? How you doing? 
Doing good, man. Life is good. Um, last night went to uh, Orlando City versus DC United. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we won in the 90 plus seven. It was great. Daryl DK, he's a baller. Love watching that team. And yeah, it, it was a good match. And um, yeah, living life, doing the thing, you know, Florida. Wild, wild west. <laughs> wild wild west. west. Wild, wild west in Florida, man. <laughs> We don't need yeah. to talk about that. We can spend like two hours talking about <laughs> Florida. <laughs> nah, man. But life is good, man. Can't complain. Okay. So what we got today? What we got today for the listeners? Today we're talking about strength training in the middle of the season. Um, the, it was two days ago I did a, a podcast for the West Virginia Soccer Association. And um, one of the things they wanted to talk about was like strength training in the middle of the season we had a good conversation discussion on it, but like we were talking and we're like, Oh, we can expand on this and give a few more tips and tricks and everything like that. So, um, today we're going to talk about the misconceptions, the mistakes that you use when you, when you potentially do do mid season training, as well as the benefits if you do proper mid season training. And yeah. Well, as a, as a Andy, as a, as a physio and a strength coach who actually, um, have a lot of field work with with actual players. You in the field with them. You probably this hear, hear this all the time. But one of the things players usually say is, "Listen, man, I'm playing, like I'm playing many games. I'm training during a during a week, and I have games on the weekend. Like I'm already fatigued as it is. You know, let's just skip the strength training during the season because I don't want to get more tired. I want to be fresh. I want to be fresh for my training and my games. You know, adding." lifting into it is just gonna basically make me more fatigued than i'm already am that's the that was what's one of the first misconception i always hear man i don't know if you hear that from the people you train but this is what i hear often from my friend who actually play professional oh yeah i mean you hear it from the players you hear it from the coaches um hear from everybody really um but this is why i mean we've we've talked about this before of the importance of planning your week out because you know y- you are right if you if you strength train without a plan and you just do whatever you want without really thinking about it you could end up severely sore the next day and that can impact your performance um that's why it's one it's important to do proper strength training and not just doing like a, a bodybuilding circuit hmm. um but two you know you there are times where you push in the gym and you decide we are going to get stronger over the next six to eight weeks and there's times where you just maintain and see like, okay, I got the strength already. I just need to settle down and keep it exactly where it is um, yeah. for the next two to three months. And those two things are very, very different. If you're truly getting stronger, that will likely result in some increased muscle soreness. But to maintain, you know, you can go into the gym and work out for about 20, 25 minutes twice a week. And that's good enough to maintain that's your good strength. Enough. Yeah. Because, you know, players got to think about it's not you actually you can stay in the gym even for 45 minutes. It's just a matter of how you're lifting. And, yeah. you know, when, when it comes to to fatigue and, you know, it's it's more about your controlling your volume than the yeah, actual lift 100%. itself. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, the other it's more about. Yeah, it's more about controlling your volume. You, you can go in there and. You can actually be fatigued um, from your game and then still go to the gym and work out uh, as long as you're taking your volume into 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 account. You know, you're yeah. not going to go there and do like seven, five exercise and get sore. That's just going to just going to kill. 
going to kill you. But if you go and just make sure you do the proper style of lifting, for example, let, let me go dive deeper into this, right? So one of the thing players, the misconception is you going to the gym will make you more tired than what you already are. Well, that's, that's not necessarily true because you can actually use lifting to actually help you recover um, post-match. Match day, 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 day one after the, uh, the weekend game, day two after the weekend game. You can actually go to the gym and do like an upper body session. Just to get the, just to start, just to start moving around. Just get the blood flow in areas where you're sore, so you can recover a lot faster. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. The other thing that you mentioned too is uh, maintaining strength. Um, where do you? I'm gonna pose that question to you. Where do you feel like that will be? Let's say your game is on a Sunday, right, or on Saturday. Where exactly would that? training to maintain strength will be placed during a week um depends how the rest of your week looks and what Mm -hmm. you're prioritizing um so let's say you have a typical week of your you have a match on saturday um let's say you train four days a week monday tuesday thursday friday match saturday um that Monday will probably be a speed session. So I probably put the strength session earlier in the week around Tuesday, Wednesday ish. Okay. Um, that would be the true training session where you're, if you are looking to make gains and improve your muscle strength and size, it would be earlier in the week. Um, and then maybe you have a Wednesday off. So maybe you're sore that Wednesday, which is okay. Cause you're not training. Um, and then Thursday, maybe do a, a light plyometric session to help improve your explosiveness. And then Friday, taper off. Maybe if you want to do a little bit of plyos that day too, that's fine. But um, yeah, it, it depends on the rest of your week. But um, it also depends where you're at in the season too. Because mm. if you're, let's say you're a college player, right? And you're playing between August and November. Um, if it's August, September, you're still getting stronger. And you're still improving because you're peaking in October, November, right? So you can do a lot more heavier sessions earlier in the season. But if it's if it's October 25th and your season ends November 5th, then it's like, well, no, I'm not going to go train for for muscle size because that's going to take a while. And our season ends in 12 days, right? We just need to maintain, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of time too, uh, most players don't really go deep into strength training. I got proper um, off-season and pre-season strength training. So they're still training during the early stage of the of the in-season. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's rampant in college because mm, really? they, yeah, yeah. They, um, they're only allowed to have a certain pre-season period where with most teams, their pre-season is about 7 to 12 days. Wow. And if you don't follow the fitness packet that you get over the summer, I mean, no, it, it, because of the NCAA regulations, they can't force you to do it. They can recommend it. But um, yeah, you come into to camp out of shape. You have 12 days to get in shape. And we all know how that turns out. So yeah, It's true, man. <laughs> it's it's an overload. Overload workload. The workload is too much. And that is yeah. the that is the point that we 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 also trying to make too. Like we can do all this is possible in season as long as the load is control 
and the Lord is specific, and and you have a there, there's a specific goal for each training session, each strength training session. The other yeah. thing I wanted to mention too is uh, um, people talk about uh, the one of the misconception. I think we you mentioned a little bit about it earlier, but one of the misconception is strength training in season is just to maintain. I don't think it's just just to maintain. I think you can actually, especially for um, um, between age 17 to like 22, I think this is great. This is a, you, it's a great opportunity for, to keep working on trying to like get more, a little bit more hypertrophy uh, in season. Because that's, that's actually one of the most important thing too, is just developing strength all year long, especially when you're really young. Mm, I think mm. part of that, part of the in-season training can focus on that. The, the thing and the most important question is when will that be and how will that look like? Mm. Yeah, and I, I think this is a, a really good opportunity. And this is why I think if you're, if you're having questions or troubles about this, you should really go and contact somebody. But um, say, let's use that same example and compare that college player who has a season from August to November to a player of the same age, same position, but plays, let's say, semi-professionally. Um, okay. And because of that, they train the entire year and they play the entire year. Now, we're, we're looking at two very different scenarios because in the first example of a college player, they have a, a nine-month true off-season where they can get stronger and improve that muscle size with almost no repercussions, right? But if you're playing the entire year, where it's like, okay, well, I don't have an off-season, a true off-season to truly dedicate to just me getting stronger. So I have to do it throughout the year. I, yeah. I don't have the choice not to. Um, I, I kind of made the analogy the, the other day of strength training or starting strength training in the middle of your season is like, you know, performing car maintenance in the middle of a road trip. Like one, you made the mistake already <laughs> of not taking care uh. of that car before you left. But two, man, if you're driving across the country, man, like, and you got a car problem, do you got to take care of it? I guess so. But let's say your job is, you know, driving cars across the country year round. Then there is no perfect time to do car maintenance. So you just got to go for it. Hmm. Yeah. And ideally, those, those, um, that, that, those, those sessions will probably focus on a little bit more, um, High intensity, high intensity lift with no, with very little reps, so that you're not really experiencing a lot of fatigue. But then again, it still yeah. comes down to volume. It like does. How, how many, like how much load are you putting onto your body during that session? Yep. Um, one of the the benefits I think of starting strength training in the middle of the season is that you don't necessarily have to focus on strength, which um, which sounds like a little bit like a like an oxymoron, but there are plenty of other ways you can use gym work to improve your performance, such as doing like neuromuscular training and learning how to land and learning proper movement patterns. These are all things that you can do and improve, and they're not going to make you sore. And they're a great way to introduce yourself to the gym. And that way, when the season's over, it's like, okay, I know my movement patterns. I have single leg stability. Um, I'm familiar with the gym. I have a proper coach and everything like that. Now, like, we're hitting the ground running. We're going as soon as the season ends. So 
Um, that's a, that's another option for players as well. Hmm. Okay. What do you think about, um, this is one other thing. What do you think about speed training in season? Right. Cause I feel like with the games and with the training you get, you, you, that's some sort of, sort of covered, um, part of, you know, that speed package, there's speed, there's long distance speed and there's acceleration. Specifically for acceleration. I feel like doing training and doing game, you're actually getting a volume of that. What do you think about oh, that yeah. aspect? From from a a number and intensity of accelerations, um, you most players will likely hit that through just, you know, playing the game and playing matches and showing up to training because I mean, you play a small sided game, five v five. You're you're turning every which way, and that's true. You're, you're doing a ton of excels and decels. But um, in terms of true speed, if you take that same example of if you're in training, you're probably doing small sided games. You you don't have enough space to reach your top speed volume. Hmm. Um, you, it's very rare for you to sprint from point A to point B at full speed over a, a distance of thirty to forty meters during a training session. Um, that's why, again, you have to plan your week and you should be doing that dedicated speed training earlier in the week if you can. Um, because once you're in a game, like you, you saw the game today, City versus oh, Liverpool. Oh, my God. If those High players are, aren't really conditioned to do those sprints on a regular basis, then you see hamstring injuries and all sorts of other things. So, hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things that I noticed players... Um, one of the misconceptions in in-season strength training I see is just, um, you know, they, they are gung-ho on actually focusing on maintaining their speed um, I mean, d- during the in-season. But how the way they go about that is a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different because they will train both acceleration and, and long-distance speed, which sometimes can be, you know, we can, can add unnecessary workload. Because, like you said before, you hit those acceleration uh, metrics doing your training yeah. and doing game. And so you, you, it's, you blow it through be, that. Yeah, you blow. Yeah, we more. So there should be less emphasis on acceleration and a little bit more emphasis on long distance speed just to maintain and condition your hamstring for it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's been proven that doing sprint training um, actually decreases your risk of hamstring injury um, because it's done in a controlled manner with proper rest periods and you're exposing your hamstrings to those those loads that you really only get while you're sprinting um, and you're doing it in a controlled manner. So, hmm. Better than um, Nordic? Uh, if you talk, it depends on who you talk to. It depends uh, on who you talk say. to. Because there's yeah. like different camps. So it's, it's kind of like weird because there's like the 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 strength training camp who's just really really honed in on hey listen this is what the research shows doing a conditioning improving your hamstring strength actually does better at reducing um hamstring injury than actual um actual um speed training yeah yeah it's um actually uh one of my my friends geronimo he uh he uh, he broke my heart the other day. He sent me an article, pretty much saying that the Nordic hamstring exercise isn't as effective as we thought it once was. Mm, here um, we go. So it, these things go back and forth, and um, 
Oh, from from what I see, it's like okay, you do your strength, your, you do your speed training, right? Because Nordics aren't going to make you faster, in my opinion, right? No, it could allow you to tolerate higher speeds without maybe getting less injured or something like that, but it's not going to make you faster, right? And speed training will make you faster, so let's do that. And in the gym, it's like okay, what's the best way to improve eccentric hamstring strength? Well, do your Nordics, so. Put two and two together. I just advocate for both because one is sports specific and one is um, tailors towards um, conditioning it for, um, I guess, having enough strength in the tensile strength to actually support the demand. And one is like very specific to the actual movement. So I don't know. You know, I got chewed up on that by somebody who. Uh, one time, who was like, hey, no, 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 don't argue with the research here. <laughs> you know, the research say Nordic is, um, you know, helps with reducing hamstring injury. So we're doing Nordic. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Now, what's most important, I think, with the Nordics is getting athlete buy in because you have to explain to them what the benefits of it are. And anybody, literally anybody, can BS their way through a Nordic hamstring. Like, you know, you try a little bit and then boom, you fall. That's it. You stop trying. And if you stop trying, you're not going to benefit from it. And at that point, you're just wasting everybody's time. Um, So, yeah, you just. Yeah, it's it's also um, setting expectation. Yeah. uh, You know, some players, they're looking at the top athletes doing Nordic hamstring. And it's like they go all the way and come back slowly all the way up. And that is Mm -hmm. very difficult to do. And they always to regress it so you can still challenge your hamstring we're not actually having the the full strength to actually hold onto your body when you do it because this is a very hard exercise it's hard it doesn't, yeah it doesn't it's feel hard. great either no yeah <laughs> feels terrible <laughs> that's what it is it's unfortunately anything that feels a little horrible yeah uh, it's usually uh better for your body than uh the easy stuff <laughs> funny how life two works. physios say the exercise sucks then it probably does. I wonder what they think about it. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I don't know um, anything else, man. I don't. I don't know if if you you covered everything you wanted to go over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess the the biggest points are um, if you're in a situation where your season is shorter. Um, I think you know if if it's mid season, yeah, keep up your maintenance, and then the off season gets stronger. But if you play year-round, like most people do, recognize that that time will literally never come. And, you know, get in the gym and get strong as best you can while managing your your schedule. Yeah. And for me, it's just the misconception that in-season strength training is going to give you more tired is 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 false. You know, you can use in, in-season strength training to actually help you recover faster. It can actually help you um, at the same time just increase muscle mass if utilized properly and it can be a good primer for for your game the next day yeah for sure for sure um yeah that's pretty much all we got uh be sure to follow subscribe i think on now on apple Podcasts, you don't subscribe anymore you follow oh you follow um, yeah you follow oh, now okay. so be sure to follow us and give us a, a five-star rating and share with your friends and we'll see y'all soon all right peace out guys